the Thought Code Diary podcast, we unwrap our life's experiences and present them just as they are. I'm your host, Wanjiko Mwaura. Grief is a natural response to loss of someone close to you. That's according to Help Guide. Well, this pain of loss can drive you to totally strange places, trust me. And this can be quite overwhelming to an individual. During this time of grief, strange emotions crop up such as anger, regret, shock, disbelief to some, guilt, and even a great overwhelming, if you like, sadness. And this definitely disrupts the axis of one's world. These emotions are normal in such circumstances and it's my realization that the more significant the loss is to someone, the more deep or intense your grief will be. So, I lost my mother some 17 years ago. In fact, today... 1st of September 2020 marks 17 years since mom left to be with the Lord. And this loss has been with me ever since. It's, it's an everyday constant reminder that she's no more. It's always so fresh. Always feels like yesterday, you know. It just feels like a new peel off your skin. Every time I think about her or every time my siblings and I talk about her, it always just feels so fresh. And I remember the day, the very day that um, this news was passed to us. Oh my God, that was, um, that was when I felt like my whole world just came tumbling down. I remember we were seated uh, in the living room just waiting for dad because he'd requested that we just wait up for him. And um, when he came downstairs to where we were waiting for him, I don't know, in my spirit, I felt something was not right. And you know, I remember that on that day, strange enough, I had wanted to make a call and just find out how mom was because I had learned that she was unwell because by the time I was learning this, I myself was in hospital. I had been admitted in hospital. And unfortunately, when I learned of that news and learned of her illness, it affected me so much to a point where my hospital stay prolonged for another week. And that was the most difficult time of my life. So when I was discharged from hospital, I remember on our way home, that night when my dad actually got me from hospital and I was discharged 
I remember praying to God and telling God, please heal my mom. Because then we knew that anybody who would be diagnosed with cancer, which is what she had, that was like a death sentence, you know. And I feared so much. I had so much fear in me. And I remember the drive home. I was seated at the back of the car. And I remember just praying and tell God, please heal mom. Heal her. Make her whole again. And Lord, I promise I will serve you for the rest of my life. That is, I will never forget that because I was making that promise to God. Not knowing the magnitude of how far um, this illness had gone, you know. Uh, not knowing that mom was basically in her last stages of life. So, um, on the day that we were told of her passing, uh, honestly, I never heard those words coming out from my father's mouth. Nobody told me that, I'm sorry, uh, this happened and, uh, your mom left and, uh, I mean, she's no more. Nobody told me. Although we were all seated there, just waiting, I could feel it in my spirit that something was not right. Because um, earlier on that day, um, I had asked for a phone so that I could call and find out how mom was doing. And um, something just, you know, something happened and... I got excuses, oh, the phone is not working, on and on. Um, I have no units on the phone. And I was like, um, okay, all right, then I'll, I will wait, you know. So it passed like that. But if I had gotten that phone to call, I would have found out. But that was probably not in God's plan. For me to find out that way. So anyway, um, we found out her passing after after three days. Mom passed on the first, and uh, we we knew we got the news on the third of September. So, Dad came and sat down, and um, my eyes were so fixed on him. My eyes were so fixed on him. I had this uneasy feeling in me. I had some, some, I'd call it some fear in me. And so when, when he called our attention and we were seated there and um, so he started speaking. Before he could say it, I was already screaming and crawling. I remember it so fresh in my mind. I screamed so loud. I crawled from the living room to the backyard. I was reeling in pain. And um, 
I was followed and I was being asked, what's the matter? What's going on? Why are you screaming? Why are you crying? And I remember all I could say is, you know why I'm crying. You know why I'm crying. So every time I think about it, I say, I felt it in my spirit. I did feel it in my spirit. I did not wait for my dad to actually tell us the sad news. I knew it. I knew it before he told us. And it was the most painful moment of my entire life. So, um, up to now, I usually say that this grief is a cloud. It's a constant cloud over me. You know, and I pray to God that he will somehow, you know, make it easy. And I think he has made it easy already. And I thank him for that. No, because it's 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 always a constant reminder that the one person I loved the most on earth is no more and is never coming back. You know, she will never be here to to enjoy a cup of tea with me, to have adult conversations. You know. To have lunch dates, for example, um, now that I am a mother and the day I became a mother, I think some of the tears I cried was such that, oh my God, where is mom? She will never hold my kids. She will never see my kids, never meet my husband. You know, those were the pains that I, I would go through, you know. Um, I remember one time I went to visit my grandmother. Sorry for the divert. I, I, I shopped. I shopped for her like I would my mother, you know. And I went and told her, you take this packet of sugar and drink it on behalf of mom. You know, enjoy... Um, cooking what I brought on behalf of mom. And I remember I cried. You know, all those are constant reminders that she's no more. She's never gonna enjoy anything I I I I want to give any gift. That's never gonna happen. You know? But um over time, I realized that dealing with grief is, it's quite something. And it's different. It's unique for everybody. I have siblings. And I'm quite sure that they too have dealt with losing mom in their own different or unique ways. And one thing I found strange while I was thinking about this process is my siblings and I never really spoke about it to each other, you know, never really um, 
spoke about the process, you know, after losing mom, how did we cope as individuals, you know, what what were the emotions, you know, what what did this bring for us as individuals? That is something we never really um spoke about it with each other and get to know how everybody dealt with it which i which i actually think is 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 an important thing to do you know just to get to understand although you will never really pain is different for everybody it's different for an individual so i cannot say that i that even if i understood that i felt the magnitude of pain that my siblings felt it is different even though we came from the same womb it is different so um dealing with grief and in this case the loss of my mom our mother it it has taken me on a roller coaster of emotions over the years you know just feeling things i had never felt before and you know just wondering and asking questions that i had no answers to you know wanting so desperately to see her again you know and or, or even touch her and i remember actually um as soon as we laid her to rest the first couple of weeks i would have dreams of mom so frequently and i remember one and i think i shared it with um one of my siblings i remember one of the dreams where i was dreaming um that i was oiling her legs you know sometimes i used to massage massage her feet and i tried to wonder why i would dream why i would have such a dream it felt so real you know and so during that time of all these mixed feelings and emotions sometimes i would you know just go to bed and pray to god to let my dreams be of her that is how desperately i just wanted to continue just dreaming maybe i'm touching her maybe we are talking you know but you know what i learned from a christian point of view we are told to let the dead be you know to just almost kind of like let it be let it rest but as human beings who've lost a loved one that is difficult it is a very difficult thing to do but over time i learned that god steps in he steps in in a way nobody can because during that time very many people come different people come and tell you oh um some will even tell you i feel your pain um it's going to be okay it's never going to be okay it's not it's not okay at that time you know it's easy it's easier said than done you know but the one thing that i realize is god always comes through no matter how long it takes 
God always comes through. So um, when mom died, I was still young. I was in college, you know. I just cleared high school like um, two years before her death. And, um, you know, still trying to find your way around college life and all that. I was young. And um, that's, I usually say that 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 was, it was when my life was beginning, so to speak, I was blossoming in different areas of my life, you know. My whole life was right ahead of me, you know. She left five of us behind. I'm the firstborn. Um, My whole life, I felt like my whole life was just right in front, right ahead. And that is when I really, really felt I needed her the most, you know. Our youngest was only five years old when mom died. So, yeah, uh, at 41 years of age, mom died young too. She was young. She had her whole life ahead of her. So, every September, for quite some years, was never easy for me at all. September's were very heavy months. You know, there's that song, um, I think it's 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 a rock, rock band, they would sing, I can't quite remember the name, um, some of the lyrics, the words would go like, wake me up when September ends. And for some time, I used to feel like that is how I want to be. I just want September to just almost not exist for me, you know. And, and those were tough times. They were very tough times for me. I would cry every September. I would sob. <laughs> I would cry. I was, I was, a, I would become a very temperamental person, a very sulky girl, an angry person. I was just always so sad every September. I was not a very nice person to be around. I was terrible company, actually. And when I got married, I thank God for my husband. When I got married and September would come. Oh my. He he knew. He knew what to say. He knew what to do. And most times it was to say nothing, basically, you know. I just needed his presence, you know. I just wanted him to be there. He knew. He was always there for me every September. From the fast. It's like it was a whole fresh 10 days of mourning, you know. Because she died on the fast. We buried her on the 10th. So it was always so fresh. All the way to the end of September. But he knew, my husband knew what to do. How to handle me when that time came. But 
in the recent past, you know, I'd say I'll give it maybe five years on, I have been able to go through the month of September and not cry, not cry a river, not cry at all, you know. Um, I just think of her and I smile. Of course, I miss her because I think about her every day. I miss her so much, but I have been able to carry forward, to go on, get through the month of September, get through the following month, get through one year, two years, three years, and not really cry, you know. Um, in fact, when I stopped having dreams of her at first, I got so worried and I would I asked myself, uh, what's happening? Why doesn't she appear in my dreams anymore, you know? And I remember one day I spoke to an aunt of mine, my mom's sister. She told me something and told me, you need to pray and tell God to help you detach from that, you know? Because she's in a different world. She's in the, you know, world of the dead and we're here. We're living. Live your life. She's a very strong woman. And I remember when mom died, she was one amongst a few people I didn't really want to relate with. Because she would remind me so much of mom. Just looking at her and listening to her was difficult, was hard for me. But like I said, God came through and he always does, you know, and things eased up and I stopped having dreams of her. Instead, what I have are sweet memories of mom, sweet memories of mom. Well, of course, once in a while when my siblings and I talk, you know, and we get to some very touchy, delicate topics concerning mom, we get emotional. But maybe for lack of a better word, I'd say it never really gets out of control, you know. We don't like fall into a roller coaster of emotions at that point. I think we we carry this gracefully, thanks to God. We carry this gracefully. So um, I remember during mom's first anniversary, the unveiling of the cross because I mean that's that's what is done after one year you do the unveiling of the cross and uh, we had a church service and you know a few things were said about mom and after that um, somehow for some strange reason some I don't know it was so unplanned we found ourselves my siblings and I found ourselves in one room and oh boy, the tears that we shared in that room and in that moment were such that they were filled with so much pain and regret, regret for me because I didn't get to see mom during her last moments on earth. 
I didn't. And I think that is one of the things that made me mourn mom for so long. You know, I mourned mom for so long. I didn't get that chance. While everybody else had the chance, I didn't because I was sick in hospital. And during that time of her, the, her first anniversary, those tears were filled with pain and regret. You know, just some alone feeling. We tried to console each other, but... <laughs> I think we just let it be. We just let that moment be. I remember one of my brothers just crying in the midst of trying to talk of how he missed mom. And I remember this because my heart ached so much. You know, um, you know, there's, there's that bond between mothers and their sons. And I could tell. I could feel that pain, you know. He tried to speak and in the middle he couldn't. It was just too painful. You know? And and being being the firstborn, being mom's firstborn, I I had no sense of direction at that time. And that was, it was like that for quite some time, for a while. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing for myself and even for my siblings. I didn't know how to carry them, you know, how I couldn't mother them, you know. I couldn't, I didn't know how to do that, even for myself, If I did at some point, if I did to try, if I did try to give them some sense of direction, I just don't remember it. I know I was trying to find one myself, you know, that sense of direction. I was trying to find one myself. And at this time, I would like to say to my siblings, because I know they're listening. I know they're listening. That if I did not rise up to the occasion, you know, I wouldn't quite say fill in mom's shoes because that, that, <laughs> I, I wouldn't really fit in those shoes. But if I didn't rise up to the occasion as a big sister, I'm truly sorry. But I hope that over the years I caught up guys i i i hope i i did some time back i read something about grief and it said that grief is love with nowhere to go and i actually believe i believe that it's really that you know it's it's love with nowhere to go in cases of grief um, we have to try and be comfortable with the uncomfortable, you know. And in no uncertain terms, grief is so uncomfortable. It is so uncomfortable. And I don't think there's any amount of words 
that you can explain this to someone else for them to actually say that, yes, I understand. Unless they too have been touched by that in one way or the other. So um, I personally feel like death and grief put you in a place where you wonder, you know, you ask yourself, what am I supposed to do with all the love that I have in my heart for that person that has left, you know? Where am I supposed to deposit it all? Where, where do you deposit all that love? Who is supposed to fill in that gap, you know? Who is supposed to step in, you know? And it's, it's like feeling so deeply homesick and unfortunately not knowing where home is anymore, you know? Visually say, home is where your mom is, you know? So it's actually like feeling so deeply homesick and not knowing where home is anymore. So in the process of learning this intertwined web of grief, I have learned that there's no such thing as moving on from that grief, you know. The pain just eases and we get better days than before, you know. Before it's so black, so the pain just eases, so you start seeing some shades of gray, you know. Slowly, slowly, the color just sort of brightens up, just slowly, with time. But... There are times that you will relieve these moments afresh. Again, you know, you will wonder exactly what's going on. I thought I was doing better. You know, it's just because we get triggers all the time. Something will trigger you all the time. And again, remember that this is love. The person you have lost is love. You know, so you will have times when you relieve these moments all over again. Basically, what I'm trying to say is we cannot move on from love because it's the only thing that's constant. And so when you love and then your loved one dies, that's love that you don't move on from. We move through our pain. We move with our pain. But we never move from it. You know? So, I also learned that you cannot ignore your pain. You know? And personally, I think that sometimes it's good to sit in that pain and feel it. You know, feel it. Mourn. Have your time. Mourn. Have your time and cry. Have your time and wail if you must. Sit in that pain because we cannot ignore the pain. Or be done with it for good, you know. And although losing mom was the worst thing that has ever happened to me, and I know to my siblings too. 
this loss, even though this loss rocked my world off its axis and to some extent got me to a point of almost, you know, losing who I am, I gradually found me because I had, I had those very dark moments, very, very dark moments, but I gradually found me, you know. Mom was a very prayerful woman. She prayed over her children so much. She would call out our names, you know. She prayed. And even when we have conversations, we say that her prayers still stand with us up to today. And that is why I can confidently say that even though my world was rocked, you know, off its axis, I gradually found me. And I know that God had a hand in that process of me finding me. And even though I lost a piece of my heart, I survived that huge loss. I survived that huge loss. We survived that huge loss. Because losing a mother is, there are no words that can really explain for someone to understand what that means. So, yeah, guys, grief is quite something. It's quite something. And I'm curious. I'm curious to know, you know, just talk to me, tell me, no filters, tell me, talk to me on your experiences with grief, I'd, I'd very much appreciate it, you know, like to hear what, what you're struggling with, you know, do you talk about your loved one who is no more, are you able, for example, to touch their personal belongings, you know, do you entertain their memories? Do you really ever sit and let yourself think through the good and even the bad times that you probably shared with your loved one or that you probably saw your loved one go through, you know? Like, for example, something that really tickles our funny bones when you talk about it is mom loved a certain petroleum jelly called Valon. <laughs> she had it everywhere. Valon. She loved it. And uh, she was a type of person, if you had a, a mistake in pronunciation, like we do have Araero, L, R, you know, mom would burst into laughter. <laughs> She would really, really laugh at you and then try to correct you after laughing. Alice used to think that was so crude, but yeah, that was her. But with this particular petroleum jelly, mom used to call it Varon. <laughs> so I never really knew whether it was a joke or it was actually like that for her. But anytime we would tell her, mom, it's not Varon, it's Valon. She would say, no, my Varon, you know. 
so yeah we think about that and we laugh yeah so do, do you do you entertain such memories yeah do you ever find yourself going to places they loved you know or for example into their rooms for a long time it was so hard for me to go into mom's bedroom do you ever find yourself just wanting to go somewhere maybe somewhere they really enjoyed going to and you know, maybe just sitting there and looking at the same things they used to enjoy looking at you know or watching something favorite or listening to something they loved do you find yourself in such positions please talk to me and tell me what are your biggest pain points what are you struggling with right now tell me let's talk about it and tell me so stay tuned guys as uh, as i prepare to talk to my siblings and get back to you stay good at thank you for tuning in and having a listen be sure to like and follow the third codary podcast through instagram facebook and twitter just so you don't miss out on new episodes you can also shoot me an email on the third codary at gmail.com with any questions add-ons comments or topics you would like to hear discussed until next time Stay coded.